Hey guys, thanks for clicking on play and welcome to a series conversation. True back episode. Welcome to another True Back episode where I'm going to be taking you back to your favorite series from way back when. And some of these series are over and I would like to quickly let you know there's going to be a lot of in this episode. So if you know you might eventually want to watch this show, you might want to pause the podcast for a bit. And if you don't mind, because like I said, these series are done with, then keep listening and I hope you enjoy. Today, I am going to be talking about Pretty Little Lies. And if you haven't heard of or seen the show, please let me know which rock you've been living under. This show has been over for three years and had seven long seasons. And I am proud to say that I watched every single episode. I literally used to watch them as soon as they came out. If you weren't as lucky as some of us that enjoyed it when it was new, it's okay. It's all been preserved for you on Netflix. So it's not too late to start binging it today. Before we get into the show, I'm going to talk a bit about the main characters, Alison, Emily, Spencer, Aria, and Hannah, who are the liars of the show. Alison DeLaurentis was the school's main girl and best friend of Emily, Spencer, Aria, and Hannah. Basically, she's the one who brought them all together. She has a flaw though, and it's using people's secrets against them. She acted too much of as middle school and, and only wanted to date older guys. So when she first disappeared, everyone assumed she had run away with the guy of the week. But the show starts off with her being gone for one year and she was assumed, kidnapped and probably presumed dead. Next on the list is Spencer Hastings, the smartest one in the group, who comes from a family of lawyers and she grows up trying to, to not live in her sister's shadows, which doesn't really bode well because at a point she starts abusing prescription medication and she also has this bad habit of making out with her sister's boyfriend and fiancé, which Alison knows about and keeps threatening to tell. Also, the night Alison goes missing, Spencer seems to be the last person to quote-unquote hear her scream. Next up, we have Aria Montgomery. I personally loved Aria's character. She was the punk girl and I kind of related to her in a lot of ways. Well, except from the part that she was dating her English teacher. Yep, definitely not that. But she was legit a good person. She actually had no qualms. But like I said, I might be a little biased. So... The secret Allison has on her is that her dad was cheating on her mom with one of his students and Aria and Allison caught them and as you come to see, Allison keeps threatening to tell Aria's mom. Next is my girl Emily Fields, she's the jock of the group. She's a swimmer, has an equally jock boyfriend. Her dad's a military man and her mom is very traditional. So... Imagine how terrible she felt when Alison, who she was in love with by the way, was pressuring her to come out to her family. Last but definitely not the least is Hannah Marin. She's from a divorced home and she was the big girl of the group. And her so-called best friend gave her the nickname Hefty Anna. Talk about toxic friendship, am I right? Anyways, after Ali goes missing, she ends up losing weight and becoming the new Ali and also shoplifting for fun i guess 
Okay, so the show starts off one year after Alison De Laurentiis has disappeared and Ara returns from Iceland and she's trying to reconnect with all the rest of the liars because they've drifted apart a little bit and then they all realize they are all getting the same messages from... A. And of course, we cannot forget that Aria and Ezra met before she realized that he was her English teacher. And we also meet Caleb in season one. And he and Anna hit it up right away and he eventually moves into her basement. And then of course, we are introduced to Toby, but his generous, creepy stepbrothers. And we don't really know his vibe. Side note, in the first few seasons, I literally covered the screen whenever Toby's face appeared because honestly, puberty wasn't treating him well. But then... He grew into a whole daddy and yes, Keegan Allen, yes. Anyways, Ali's body is then discovered and now her family holds a funeral and all the little liars attend. But if we fast forward a few seasons, it turns out that was actually Bethany's body. How can I forget Bethany Young? Anyways, this show has a lot of moving parts and it's understandable if you get lost. And of course, we can forget Melissa Hastings who randomly ended up marrying Ian after she broke up with Ren, after Spencer and Ren hooked up. And then there's the whole NAT club thing, which was basically a club for peeping thumbs. That's basically all I got from that. Then Ian threatens Spencer and then someone actually pushes Ian off the bell tower. So after dealing with already turmoil in season one, the girls then go off to therapy to work out their issues. I mean, it's about time, right? Then we also meet Jason DeLorentis in the beginning of season 2, who is Alison's older brother. But I'm just gonna point out that it's a completely different Jason that we met briefly in season 1. Anyways, so it turns out that we find out the cause of death of the mysterious but that everybody thinks is Alison. That it was blunt force trauma to the head with a shovel. But at this point, we still think it's Alison, like I said. And so, A, who is the anonymous person that keeps threatening them with all their secrets, frames the girls. I mean, like this scene, there was helicopters, lights, and it was like a huge chaotic thing. But before we go on, let's talk about who is dating who. So, Emily is dating this girl, Maya. Who ends up there? I think it was her ex-boyfriend that killed her. I honestly don't recall. Like, she was so brief. Anyways, Spencer is dating Toby. And this was before he got all zaddied up. And respect girl for like, <laughs> accepting him like that. Hannah is dating Caleb. And Aria is still dating her teacher. But pretending to date one of her childhood friends. It's not really complicated. I don't want to get into their love life. Anyway, and of course, we've got to talk about the Jenna thing, which we later find out that Ali and the girls were actually responsible for the fact that Jenna went blind because they threw fireworks into the room that she was in on purpose. But the biggest reveal of this season is that Mona is original A. Yep. Hannah's so-called best friend is original A. That has been tormenting them and sending them messages and trying to ruin their lives. And the reason was that because she was bullied by Allison and the girls never did anything to stop her. So she decided to torment the girls as soon as the girls started getting close to each other again and began to steal Hannah away from her. So basically jealousy. Anyways, she ended up locked up in Bradley Sanitarium, which ends up being a very important place in the show. So don't forget that name. 
So next, we're introduced to Cece Drake. She met Mona in Bradley and that is when they become friends and Mona tells her about the girls and the games she played with them and how she tortured them. So then we now realize there's a whole new A who has stolen the game from Mona and then the A team was formed. And if you're not already confused enough, let's not forget when Toby joined the A team. But was only to get close to A so that he could protect Spencer. But she didn't know that. So she kind of went a bit crazy and joined the A team for a while too. Because she loved him, I guess. Anyways, it didn't make any sense or I don't remember. Tomato Tomati. I also cannot forget the biggest red herring of the season, which was literally the red coats. We we're trying to figure out who was red coat. Was Ali red coat? Was A red coat? And was Sarah Harvey red coat? And who was Sarah Harvey? Basically, they were all red coat. But I just want to say to today, I don't even know who Sarah Harvey was, and I don't know how a whole point in the whole plot of the series. And then we cannot forget the brief but memorable visits to the town of Ravenswood, which is where we realized, are you ready for this? Alison is actually alive. <laughs> then they tried to trick us into thinking that Ezra was actually a... But it turns out he was just writing a book about the girls. And I guess Alison being alive didn't go with the plot it wanted. We later find out the true story of what happened that night. So it turns out that Ali was actually hit in the head from behind, but didn't know who attacked her. But she remembers waking up and looking up at her mom, burying her in her own backyard. She tried to call for help, but she was too weak and she ended up crawling out of her grave. And the reason she stayed away for so long was because she didn't know who had tried to kill her. And so she hid in case the person was still looking for her. Unfortunately, before Alison could come home, we see someone burying her mom. And so the last image she has of her mom was her burying her alive. Yikes. Anyways, Alison returns to Rosewood High and thus begins emitting, which basically means Ali and Emily started dating. And I guess everyone was happy, so let's fast forward a bit. Because then we see Mona and she's in her bedroom and then we see Big A, who is the new A, apparently, that is still unknown to us at this time, attack her, murder her, and then they be and then began the investigation of who killed Mona and guess who the main suspect was? Alison. Because she cannot catch a break. But I guess because they thought she was angry at Mona for some reason. The girls then tried to help her out by doing their own investigation because the entire police force is useless and they all work based on vibes and assumptions. Anyways, Ali was charged with Mona's murder and then all the girls were charged with tampering with evidence. Mind you, they were like 16, 17 when all this happened. That don't make no sense, does it? It doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, when they were being transported to prison, the 16-year-old girls, Big A, kidnaps the girls and then puts them in a dollhouse that was literally like their own real-life rooms. And that's when we see Mona dressed as Ali. Turns out she wasn't actually dead. A just wanted to frame Ali and the girls, which doesn't make any sense when you find out who Big A really is. So, as usual, Brazil police does not find the girls because they are so bad at their jobs. Guess who finds the girls? Their boyfriends, Toby, Caleb, and Ezra. Then we realize Big A is Charles De Laurentiis. 
And I'm sure you're confused now. Who is Charles De Laurentiis? Well, it's actually Charlie De Laurentiis. Still confused? Well, it is CC Drake. Guys, I can tell you without a doubt in the sense of the word, I have I've watched a lot of series, but this finale pissed me off. I was like, what? Let me explain the whole situation. So apparently, Alison had two brothers, Charles and Jason, but Charles had some problems when he was younger. I think he tried to drown Alison when she was a baby, I think. I'm not sure. I don't recall. And he was then sent to stay in Bradley Sanitarium. The problem being, the problem being, he liked to dress up as a girl, I think. Also, he has a lot of problems. So, he was in the sanitarium for years and even underwent his surgery and became T.C. Drake. Before he had the surgery though, he had this friend, Bethany Young, who had problems of her own. She killed a woman and framed C.C. Charles, Charlie, whatever you want to call him. And then, when they are all grown up, she found out C.C.'s mom was having an affair with her own dad, with her own dad and she lost it. So she stole C.C.'s clothes and her exit passed from the sanitarium and was going over to confront Mrs. De Laurentiis. CC then followed her and hit her over the head with a rock. And then she realized that unfortunately for Allison, she was wearing the exact same top that Bethany stole. And so it was actually CC that hit Allison on the head. And her mom tried to protect one daughter by accidentally burying the other daughter alive. So, why did the police find Bethany's body in the beginning, you may ask? Well, it's because apparently Mona had seen Bethany and thought it was Allison and hit her over the head with a shovel and then ran away. And then... I'm saying then a lot. Anyways, and then Melissa, who saw Spencer carrying a shovel and then saw the body, assumed that it was Allison and that her sister had just killed her. And so she buried her and that was the body that was found in season one. I know it doesn't make any sense, guys, but so the reason that Cece did all this drama was because she wanted to find Allison and make her come home. But Allison did not want to be found. Sha... Instead of sending her to prison because of all the multiple crimes and laws she had broken, they sent CC Charlotte Charles to another mental health facility to get Beth and bond with Allison. In spite of the fact that her brother slash sisters had spent the last however many years torturing the hell out of her and her friends. Anyways, after all that, years go by and then she's released and then... She's then murdered. <sighs> I can't even. Everybody just dies in this show. It's like Grey's Anatomy. So, quick update on the girls' dating life. Spencer is now dating Caleb, which no one needed to see ever. But I guess they were cute together at some point. Kind of, I don't know. Aria is dating this Liam guy that she's working with. Hannah is engaged to Jordan, who is a rich, rich guy, which I guess she always wanted. Emily is single and Allison is married to a dude. So, because of Charles, Charlie's thesis death, we have a new villain and this person has emerged as AD. Honestly, I don't like watching series that have a new villain every season, but... Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. So, Allison is admitted into the sanitarium because she started seeing ghosts, but it turns out... It was all the plan of her then-husband, 
Elliot Rollins. Anyways, AD is here to avenge Charlie's death and picking up where she left off. A whole bunch of things happened when AD is trying to find out who killed Charlie, like Hannah getting kidnapped and tortured. Alison is trapped up in bed in the Google house. Aria breaks up with Liam and then ends up with Ezra again. And then joins the AD team to protect her relationship with him now that they were engaged. Also, we find out that Alison's mom had a twin sister called Mary Drake. And she was apparently the actual mother of Charlotte, but she wasn't allowed to be with her because she was in Radley back then. I guess craziness kind of runs in their family. So the girls begin to suspect that she might be AD who had come to avenge her daughter's death. But it turns out she was actually working with Alison's husband to steal her money from her. Alison's husband ends up dead and she finally gets out of Welby, which is the school she has been in. At the end of the first half of the final season, Spencer gets shot and Mary Drake shows up and she basically tells Spencer that she's her biological mother. And we then find out that Alison is pregnant and we don't know who the father is. But what's also convenient is the fact that Emily had donated her eggs a little while ago and they are missing. Anyways, we find out it was Emily's child all along. Or rather, children. Because... They had twins. You know what? This is actually getting longer than I thought it would be. So I'm just going to explain the whole AD situation and why she's doing what she's doing. You know, for the things that don't make sense in previous lives, the one thing that infuriates me the most is when the girls assume that A or Big A or Uber A or AD is a guy. They're always using the he pronoun when talking about their terminal. And you think that after all these years, they would realize that guys don't have as much free time to come up with all these schemes and plans to hurt them. Guys will legit just do a prank on you and that's all. Like, I, I would have figured it out since day one that you had to be a babe because girls are petty like that. I'm just saying. Anyways, yes, AD is a girl. AD stands for Alex Drake. So who is Alex Drake, you may wonder. Turns out she's Spencer's long-lost twin. Yep. Another thing that we did not need. It turns out that Alex initially met Bren in a pub when he thought she was Spencer. They were trying to prank him. But it turns out that Mary Drake had actually had twins when she gave birth to Spencer. But no one but the doctor knew. So she was put up for adoption to a nice British family. But sadly, she had some issues when she was little and then returned back to the orphanage. Which, by the way, I didn't think you could do. Could you just, like, return a child? Anyways... She goes back to her birth name of Alex Drake. So when Ren meets her, he introduces her to Charlotte, who had been looking for her longer sister. So they became close and bonded. But Charlotte still wanted to go back to torturing the girls, and she didn't want Alex to be a part of it. So she went back to Braceville, and that's when she died. Which, by the way, we found out it was Munda that killed her. It was very anticlimactic. So she had to avenge her sister's death. But... Even after she had found out it was Mona that killed her sister and had even had murder committed and sent Ren to kill Mona, even though that didn't happen because she convinced Ren that she could get Mary Drake out of prison. Who was in prison because she confessed the murder of her sister and Alison's husband. Well, she actually killed her sister, but she took the fall for Alison's husband's death because she wanted to save her daughter. Spencer. 
anyways the reason alex came back was because she wanted spencer's life she had apparently been acting as spencer for a little while now she had kids to be and even been in spencer's house pretending to be her so she kidnapped spencer locks her away in an underground bunker so she could go and live her life but her friends soon figured out that she wasn't spencer and tried to find her Spencer eventually escapes and gets into a fight with Alex and this is when her friends get there and because they are dressed alike, no one knows the difference, well, Toby asks Spencer to recite her favorite book, but Alex doesn't know it and Spencer, Spencer immediately begins to recite it in fluent French. So they end up arresting Alex and everybody goes their jolly way. Kayla Banana get married, Ezra and Aria get married, Toby and Spencer might have a thing again, Emily and Alison are engaged. We also see Mona living in Paris with her own doll shop and apparently she has Mary Drake and Alex Drake locked up somewhere in there which doesn't make any sense because they end up doing a sequel of Pretty Liars called Pretty Liars The Perfectionist and you know what I'm not even going to get into it because it doesn't even gel well right now. So before I go, I'm going to quickly talk about a couple of plot holes that I noticed in this show that you may have noticed or just forgotten about. Okay, the word that irked me every single time and I just can't let go of is Toby's mom. We were only introduced to her in flashbacks because she was already dead at the beginning of the show. So apparently Toby's mom was either bipolar or schizophrenic. So she was in Radley and that's who Bethany pushed off the roof and blamed on Charlotte when they were 10. Keep in mind that Charlotte is at least 7 years older than Allison. So it was really strange when in another flashback we see Allison all grown up in Toby's house when his mom makes another appearance. Like I said, it doesn't make sense. Another thing that doesn't make sense is Charlotte De Laurentiis. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna break this down. For you guys okay so one something i didn't mention before here is the fact that charlotte never went to rosewood high we don't even know if she went to any high school by the way but we saw her in the yearbook as the prom queen so how when she snuck into rosewood high one day she started dating the hottest boy in school and guess who that was jason de Laurentiis. The person that she thought was her brother, who ended up being her cousin, but still incest. That's all. That's what I'm just gonna say about that. And then, how did she have so much money to do all these schemes and plans and crimes and get away with it? And she had like investments. I'm like, this girl did not go to school. She didn't go to high school, but then we ended up seeing her going to college. And even though she was only allowed out of the sanitarium only to go for classes and then back, she also had a roommate, which means she had a room. That no make no sense. And another thing about this shower, she has a lot of potholes. Like, I'm not even joking. This babe was not meant to be A. That's what, <laughs> that's what I personally believe. She was like, meh, let's, let's just make her A. That was how they decided. Like, oh wait, we lost the shower in white. Let's make her A. Anyways, the fact that the staff of Radley could not recognize her, someone that did college that came every single day, so they could not recognize her because she apparently escaped from the sanitarium at the end of the day because she was never released. So she came to the sanitarium to see Mona 
a lot of times. So how? How is that possible? Make it make sense, PLL. Another set of people that don't make sense is the incompetent parents. Look, I know that like in all these teenage shows, like parents are always like, you know, minor characters. But the parents in Pretty Lies are the dumbest parents ever. I'm like, I'm like, I actually wish my parents could be like that non-challenged about my life. Like just all they do is just give you money to do whatever you want. And then their daughters get kidnapped and hit and bloodied and they come back in the middle of the night covered in sand in mud carrying shovels but nobody's asking any questions and one of their parents is a lawyer what make it make sense guys another thing that doesn't make sense is allison goes missing for two years and she ends up graduating with her friends how how like i said make it make sense Another thing is the fact that Mona was allowed to come back to school with the girls even after tormenting, harassing, and almost killing them several times. They allowed her to come back to school after she left the sanitarium. That's just crazy. Because I'm not going to stay with my attacker <laughs> in school and be learning 2 plus 2 and quadratic equations. No, not me and you. And the most important plot hole in the entire series to me oh to me because i don't see the point of this baby sarah harvey who are you what is your purpose <laughs> what exactly was the point of you being on this show because nobody seems to know allergy was going on youtube here and like trying to like find somebody that explained like who sarah harvey is Bro, nobody knew. Not a one person knew. Anyways, that's all for today's episode, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to take a screenshot and share on your Instagram and Twitter. Tag me to get a shout out and also to recommend a series for me to watch. Make sure you also subscribe to the podcast on whichever app you're using to listen. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, Make sure you give the show a five-star rating and review. It really helped me out. I appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.